Hey, it's Kim Commando today, your daily podcast to keep you up to date with all things digital and beyond. And I'd love to have you be a part of our podcast. You can make an appointment to speak with me. Just head over to commando.com and on the top right, there's a button that says email Kim. Fill that out and that's it. I like to start with something fun. So let's do a little trivia. eBay has over, get this, 162 million active users worldwide with over 800 million items for sale on the site at any given time. It's just huge. But it wasn't always this way. eBay grew from one man's idea, P.A.R.M.R., and he began eBay as a favor to his girlfriend. So here's the question. What was the very first thing that was sold on eBay back in 1995? Was it a computer mouse? A Back to the Future t-shirt, yes. A broken laser pointer, or maybe a 1985 baseball card? Mm, any guess? Okay, well, if you said broken laser pointer, you were absolutely correct. Mark Frazier was the buyer of the broken laser pointer that was for sale on the site. The owner of eBay, the starter of eBay, was actually his laser pointer. And the reason why he bought it is that laser pointers were about 100 bucks at the time, and he couldn't afford one. And he was a geek, so he paid $14.83 for the broken laser pointer, and he fixed it so it actually worked. You know, I started thinking about this. I have some John Lennon memorabilia. Maybe I should sell it on eBay. I mean, imagine all the PayPal. Ooh, I know, that's bad. Hey, listen, you're about ready to get some more tech smarts because every single thing, well, is now a tech thing. And if you're a new listener to the Kim Commando Show, welcome. We're so glad to have you with us. And if you are already a listener, welcome back. Because tech never stops, we've expanded my successful, award-winning national weekend radio show heard on, well, about 425 top stations globally on the American Forces Network radio in 175 different countries. So we've expanded it to weekdays. And so if you're listening on the radio, we love that. And this is just a reminder that you can get the Kim Commando Today podcast Monday through Friday, wherever you get your podcasts, just search for Commando with a K, of course. And I'm sure you have at least a few questions that I can lend a hand to in our T-Mobile unlimited listener line is now open at one 825 5254 is the way to join us. Or as always, you can just drop me your questions on our site, commando.com. Upper right-hand corner, there's a link that says email Kim. All right. Every single day I scour at least, ooh, I don't know, 30 different websites and I talk to industry insiders to make sure that I can always make sure that you're up to date on all things digital. And this is part of the show where I like to focus on some tech news. And let's start with the fundamental premise that nothing passes through the internet ever truly goes away. And you always get to this question, why do women share steamy photos and texts on DMs and text messages? Well, some professors at the University of Nebraska, they were wondering the same thing. So they did a survey. They asked hundreds of young women there. And now remember, these are young women just embarking out on their own. And now a few said, well, it was a turn on. Others said that by sending those steamy photos that they were exerting power over men. But a third believed, oh, this is scary, sending steamy texts and pictures is an obligation to being in a romantic relationship. An obligation. Wow. Just remember, whatever you share online sticks around forever. All right, number two on our list, listen up if you have a ring doorbell, because right now millions of ring doorbells are recording everything around them. But what if your ring records your neighbor's front yard? and the neighbor says that you are invading his privacy. 
I've been getting this question a lot lately, so make your best guess. When a neighbor complains about your security cameras, your first consideration should be your legal rights. I mean, generally anything that happens in public can be photographed and recorded for any reason 24 hours a day. So your neighbor has no reasonable expectation of privacy when it comes to their activities as seen from the street. But if you do complain and you want to be, well, neighborly, Amazon does have your back. Using your Ring app, you can set these privacy zones. These are areas that are electronically blocked out so that the doorbell can't see or record those areas. But always remember, there's no right to privacy while you're in public. All right, number three in our list, such a shocker, Gen Z. They love outdated tech. What's going on? Trendy teens are now getting retro devices. They're ditching the new school tech for old school cameras and phones. That's right, like your old Nokia that would never break. And here's why they're ditching the latest phones. They say they're sick of social media. 36% of teens say they use Instagram, TikTok, or whatever else they're doing way too much. Now, eBay searches for digital cameras increased this is really a shocker, from 10% from 2021 to 2022. The camera at the top of the list? Yeah, the Nikon Coolpix? Ooh. Uh, they say, why old cameras? They can take photos with the, the houses of notifications. They don't have to be on their cell to take a photo or video. It's actually more relaxing for them. Plus, older cameras offer less resolution and detail, something that this group wants. They consider these low-quality photos stylistic, and they ironically stand out on social media. <laughs> you know, speaking of technology, ooh, scissors are a beautifully simplistic piece of tech. You know why? Their invention was nothing short of sheer genius. Mm, that was a bad one. All right, number four on our list of five things is antivirus software isn't supposed to spread malware, but it does happen. Scammers are posing as popular software brands like Norton or McAfee to trick you into shelling out private information, cash, and a lot more. So I want you to be on the lookout for see phishing emails. They might look like they're from Norton or McAfee, but they're not. The scheme is like a marketing email to protect your computer, but there's something that's a little bit different. Pay attention to the sender because their sender's address in this phishing scam, it's a long, strange string of characters. Now, the subject line, it has a confirmation number of something that you never purchased. And this is just to get you to open the email. And then once you do, you might think, hmm, did I buy this antivirus software? So you're tempted to click on the links. They don't go to any official page. They ask you for your credit card number. Maybe they are asking you for some other information. Just know that if you didn't order the antivirus software and you got a confirmation, just delete it. And finally, last, there is this, Apple Watch. You know, Apple products are getting rightful attention for saving lives. And we've heard so many reports about Apple Watches saving people from AFib and falls. But now the big news is about the iPhone 14. Using the new satellite SOS texting feature to get help, after a car plunged 300 feet into a canyon outside Los Angeles. Now, this new satellite SOS texting feature, just to let you know, it's when you don't have any type of cell service, you can still get help. It saved a man lost in Alaska, and it recently saved a 16-year-old son of a San Diego news anchor. He was wearing his Apple Watch while he's skiing at this high altitude in Colorado. The watch correctly sensed the boy's low blood oxygen level and notified his mom. 
the boy's blood oxygen saturation was down to 66%. Now, normal levels in the high 90s, especially when you're skiing under exertion. A potentially fatal high altitude edema was avoided. Wow, this is really wonderful news about technology. You know, if you think about it, there's the iPod, the iMac, the iPhone. Why didn't they call it the iWatch? I think it just sounds too creepy. All right, coming up, I'm telling you, it's just jam-packed. You don't want to miss a moment. We've got some tips about how to use your voice to control other tech in your life. If you have a house, there's some good ideas and reasons why I actually gave my home an email address. I know it sounded strange. Hey, if you have an old laptop or desktop computer laying around, there's a brand new operating system that maybe you haven't heard about that you can give it some new life. Well, it's not really brand new, but maybe it's new to you. And let me give you a spoiler. It's not Linux. You're going to love it. And then also later on, we have some more tips. And of course, we have all of your fantastic phone calls that you never, ever want to miss here on Kim Commando Today. Hey, our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open at one 825 is the way to join us. And how'd you like to win $500? Yes, I know you would. Imagine what you could do with 500 buckaroos. Well, we are giving away $500 right now over at commando.com slash win. It's a $500 Amazon.com gift card, but you can buy anything on Amazon, right? So again, commando.com slash win is the way to enter. Do it now while you're thinking about it. It's over in, I don't know, just a couple of weeks. And so make sure that you enter to win that $500 gift card at commando.com slash win. All right. How about we start with all of your calls? And let's see, Larry in Kansas City, you're up first. First, thanks for having me on your show. I love listening to your show because I get a lot of pointers and a lot of tips, and I use those to try to make my was it, internet more secure in my whole life because of what happened to me, I have a, an ex-wife, and she stalks me and harasses me, and anybody I'm with, she does. And it's a, like a huge issue. And one of the things that I learned is that um, she took over my Facebook account, and she hacked into it. And it's not where, like, I can go and change my password. It's basically somebody hacked into my account, changed or took off my um, telephone, mm. and then they switched my Facebook account from an individual to a group account and then oh, put geez. my phone number back on and then gave the access to my ex-wife. And she had access for a long time before I realized it. The reason I realized it is because she started taking pictures of my Facebook messenger and then send them to my current girlfriend to cause problems with our relationship. Oh, and God. since then, you know, I've learned about the show and, and I learned how to be more secure with everything. But I think this is just my guess. I don't know because it happened to my girlfriend, and we noticed there was a weird um, IP address on her router. So, oh, well, you need to get a new router. So mm -hmm. we went up there and got her new router. Well, the next day, her son was on the phone, and his whole entire conversation was recorded and then sent to a friend of hers. 
Oh, gosh. And I was like, that's uh, weird. And any time now that I get close to going to court, it's like all my stuff start acting up and starts getting slower. And I listened to the conversation you had earlier about the keylogger. That was during mm-hmm. the way I can see if there was a keylogger on. Um. You know, this is a big problem with relationships. It is. Um, and and there, are, there are different levels, different things. You know, with the Facebook account, you can see who everybody, like you said, you can see who's logged into your account. Um, did you replace the router? On my girlfriend's, I did. And then after I replaced it, then all of a sudden it did that. And this is just my guess. I can't prove it or anything. But after reading, I think what happened is uh, a man in the middle attack mm-hmm. happened to her because like there's a weird IP address and some other things happened in there. And I think they got that and got her information. Well, you know, it's it's really hard to say from from five thousand feet above everything that's going on, you know, without actually me being able to get into that router. But at this point, as you as you replace the router, is I would I would make sure that you uh, that you've changed every password on that router itself. Because if you just replace the router and you didn't change the password, that the default password is readily available on the internet, and that means that anybody can actually have access to that router. And then they see all the traffic that goes back and forth. And then there's also administration features in these routers as well that can enable file sharing and um, various other parental controls, no matter what it may be. So you need to approach the security from the top level down, meaning every single thing that you touch, anything that she may have touched, I want you to go in there and change whatever default settings have been, whether it's a router at your house, the router at your girlfriend's house, whatever it may be. Of course, we're going to set up two-factor authentication uh, along the way. You're going to use some good passwords. Also, make sure that you keep your account recovery information up to date. I think this is how some how somebody may have gotten into your digital life is that with the account recovery information of your phone number, a recovery email address, it's accurate, it's up to date. Also enable account activity alerts wherever you can do this, whether it's on your Google account, your Facebook account, but you can set up account activity alerts to receive notifications whenever there's any suspicious activity on those accounts. But maybe that's a new IP address. It's a new browser. But you're going to need to figure out how to really cut her out of your life. And it may not just necessarily coming through you. It may be coming from the girlfriend, too. The son may be involved. I mean, it's really hard to say. But we have some links over at commando.com on how you can check to see if there's a key logger or see if there's any malware in your device. But you've got a strong... You've got a big, big job ahead of you, and that's why I want you to sit down and actually physically list every single thing that's on the Internet, up to and including security cameras, uh, security lights, whatever it may be, and then works, work. look at the router's MAC address and see everything that is attached to that router and make sure that everything is copacetic with that. We've got some tips on how to do this over at commando.com. And if you need a hand afterwards, Larry, just give me a call back. But I need you to start by making that list, changing all the passwords for everything that you can, set up the account recovery information, enable activity alerts. We're going to search for malware. We're going to search for uh, any type of badware that also may be in those systems. And it's a big, big job. But 
you know what? I know you can do it. I know you can do it. Larry, thank you for your call. If you need help, I'm here for you. Now, it's really important to take steps to secure any online accounts that you shared with a spouse during your marriage. And just I want you to think of all the different accounts, your email accounts, uh, your social media accounts. Of course, you're going to change the passwords, but you might want to remove your ex as a friend or follower on these accounts too. Of course, your financial accounts, your bank, your credit card, investment accounts, cloud storage accounts. A lot of people forget about those. Google Drive, iCloud, Dropbox. Just make sure that they can no longer access any of the files stored there. And then, of course, online shopping accounts, Amazon, eBay, any other site that you may have shared with your spouse by changing the – I want you to change the login credentials. And if you're not sure, you know, a handy way to do this is to look at – the saved passwords inside your browser because you may go, oh my gosh, totally forgot about that account. All right, let's do a great tip. We're going to talk about how to use your voice to control your TV. And I have a rule. If you're going to send me an email and it's going to take you longer than a minute to write or me a longer minute, longer than a minute to read, is I want you to pick up the phone or send a video meeting invite instead. Now, if you're still fumbling with your TV's remote control buttons, you may have not noticed that on your TV or cable company's remote control, there's a little microphone or a voice button. Well, it's totally time for you to start using it because no longer will you have to hunt through the guide to find a channel or movie to watch. You just go ahead and say it. You hit the mic or the voice button and bam, you are totally in the future. Your TV will do as you command. You can browse apps. You can find movies and shows. You can check the weather, check sports scores, launch content. You can do all of this using only your voice. Now, this the way that you set it up, it totally depends on your TV or cable provider. So just Google how, and then you can thank me later. Hey, and let me tell you, if you like these tips, quick tips, hit tips, what you want to do is sign up for our Daily Tech Update podcast. And it's really easy to do. Wherever you get your podcasts, just search for my last name, Commando with a K. And of course, you can see Kim Commando today, but there's also the Daily Tech Update. And every single day, you're going to get one 60-second news story that I think that you need to know about and one digital tip life hack that you're going to use time and time again. So again, wherever you get your podcast, just search for Commando with a K. And coming up, we have more of your phone calls and again, more tips you don't want to miss. Hey, before we go back to all of your phone calls, there was something that I did that I think you might want to do too. I mean, you have at least one email address, and your home needs its own email address, too. Now, before you say, oh, my gosh, Kim Commando, you are just like too tech crazy. Well, let me tell you why this makes perfect sense. An email address for your home lets you track everything from your property taxes to projects all in one place. And you can actually use your home's email address for its own Pinterest account. So maybe you're thinking about doing a remodel. So you start by creating a brand new email address and the simplest way is to use Gmail. And here you can use that plus sign trick for an instant free email address. Just add the plus sign in the word home before the at sign on your current Gmail address and then messages will come right to that one. And of course, you're going to make an email filter that puts your home's email into a separate mailbox. And then finally, what you can do is round up all the emails already in your inbox and then forward them to the new address. So once you have your home's contact in one mailbox, along with all the other correspondence, and any new email will go to its mailbox too, like all those bills from the landscapers, the pool company, whatever it may be, it goes right into that mailbox so you know exactly where it is. All right, back to the phones we go with Wayne in Corpus Christi, Texas. 
Hi, how are you? I'm terrific. What's going on? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear oh, you great. Oh, I'm just having a good time talking to you. I'm such a big fan of yours. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, I have, uh, you're welcome, you're welcome. Uh, i listened to you a long time. Uh, I've got a business, and I'm. it's online. I've got a website, and I'm having challenges understanding uh, this whole voice uh, search thing. Okay. On one hand, I'm being told that it's, that it's an SEO issue with my website. On the other hand, I've got uh, companies calling me saying that they can register me uh, to get me on the voice search for Google and Apple and Bing and all these other things. And <laughs> based on my research, I, I have no idea. I'm totally confused. Okay. So what kind of business do you have? I am a hypnotist. Ooh, gosh, you're kidding, Wayne. Really? I am not. I am. I have clients awesome. all over the country. I work with people and help them with uh, different issues, anxieties, depressions, um, stop smoking. You, you, Matt, you, you, you think of it, I've worked with them. <laughs> That's great. Okay, so you're a hypnotist in Corpus Christi, Texas. So what we want is that when anybody around your area searches, do you do virtual visits as well? I do. That's, mo where, that's where most of my business is, is online. Oh, okay. Perfect. Okay. So we're not just looking for local. We're looking for national coverage. So the way that your business yeah, appears online right. is, okay, so on your website itself, you need to make sure that you have certain things covered. So at the bottom of your website, uh, you need to have an about us, a contact us, and then mm -hmm. your street address and your phone number. And because that's how Google will say, oh, okay, well, this is a legitimate business because it has these elements that are built into it. And you also want to make sure that your website is being indexed by Google itself, which is I can send you a tip to make sure that that's happening, okay? Uh, and if it's full of pictures, okay. if your website is full of pictures, it doesn't give your – it doesn't give Google a lot of depth in order to find what exactly you do if it's loaded with pictures. So you want to make sure that you have a fair amount of text that describes it. You're the number one hypnotist in the world and you're, you're available for virtual consultations and here's how you book an appointment and all that other good stuff. And maybe some information about, you know, the question that everybody always asks, does hypnotist, does that really work? You know, and then you can talk a little bit about your success story. So I don't know what your web page looks like, but I'm just saying these are things that I would make sure that we're right there front and center on the homepage. Okay. Okay. So let's say that all of that's great. All of that's phenomenal. You have a, the best web page in the entire world. But you're still not a, you're still not coming up when somebody Google searches you either by voice or even on the internet. So that's where you have to look at and claim your Google business. And so Google has a business directory, and that's where you're going to list your name, that. the name of your business. And how many reviews do you have? Uh, right, uh, probably right now about twenty six on Google. And that's pretty good. That's decent. Okay. Um, if you can get more, the better, because that's another thing that Google will push you to the top. Yeah. Um, do you have a Yelp page? Uh, I do have a Yelp page. And then is it, does it have your name and your phone number and your 
your street address, all your contact information. And then if you have a fair amount of positive Yelp reviews too, is that also will help you get inside, get get listed as far as when somebody searches for this type of information. And the same thing accordingly with Bing or anywhere okay. else that you can get reviews and to have your business listed. But it is an SEO thing, search engine optimization, because the voice results are directly related to what's available just on a standard desktop or laptop search as well, or any type of mobile search. And so what we want to do is make sure that, number one, your website is SEO enabled, and it has all those great elements that I talked about. And then you have your Google business reviews is what you mentioned, and you got all, you have 26 great reviews, which is, I think, you know, it's a good start if you can get more. And then make sure you have Yelp, make sure you have Bing. And then, but in addition to that, be sure that you are giving some great information on your homepage. And I can't overstress that because so often I look at somebody's website and my sister was guilty of that too. I mean, she had this website, but it had too many pictures and didn't really say what she did. And so that's why we went ahead and redid her whole website. And now she's appearing in the searches. She's appearing in Yelp searches and also in voice search. And so uh, make sure that your website itself is SEO prime. And if you need some information about, you know, how do you make your website SEO ready, is that if you go over to commando.com, just search in SEO tips. And then we have several articles because we have a big, big, small business following on our website and also here on the show. Because after all, I mean, I started a small business and you can too. And so if I can share the knowledge with you, I'm happy to do it. So Wayne, take a look at that article. If you have any, if you need any help afterwards, just give me a call and I'll be right here. Uh, next time though, I want to know your web address so that this way I can check it out and give you some one-on-one -on -one advice. And if you want to do that, just go ahead and uh, give Amber your website address and I'll take a look at it. And if I have some time, I'll shoot you some notes on how you can make it better. Wayne, once again, thank you for your call. You know, over the years, I've seen so many small businesses make mistakes when they're trying to get listed with Google. So let's just go through some of the mistakes in case you might be making them too. Number one is that you don't claim the listing for Google My Business. It's absolutely free, and it lets you manage your online presence in Google and Search and Maps. And this way, it's if you don't claim it, then your customers can't find you. Okay, number two is that you get the listing under Google My Business, but you don't verify it. Yeah, I know, facepalm. So you always have to verify it. Number three is that you're not using any images or videos. We want to see what the place looks like. We want to hear from you maybe in a video. And so you can use images and videos. It will actually attract customers and attention and then make that listing of yours stand out. Number four is you don't ask for customer reviews. What's going on? You know, reviews on Google My Business, it's a great way for you to get to the top of the listing and your reputation. But be sure that you always monitor and respond to customer reviews. I mean, you want to make that a, a two-way street. And if you need more information about this, or if you have a small business, I just want to remind you that we have a dedicated small business newsletter. That's right. We send it out about once or twice a week, so we don't overwhelm you. But if you have a small business, a growing business, make sure that you subscribe to it. Because let me tell you, I'm a small business owner, and I'm proud to say that I built all this without having any debt or investors. And so to sign up for our small business newsletters, or in case you want to check out the other ones, just head over to commando.com slash subscribe. That's commando.com slash subscribe. All right, if you have an old laptop or PC laying around, it's just collecting dust. What I want you to do is go find it and get it out because you can install a new operating system and bring it totally back to life. 
And yes, it's not Linux. You know, planned obsolescence is this problem with tech because there's always something that's better and faster and smaller. But this free operating system is available from Google. It's called Chrome OS Flex. Now, it's a version of Chrome that you can use on a laptop or desktop computer that's not a Chromebook. So it doesn't have all the bells and whistles of a Windows or Mac PC, but just think of it as a snazzy web browser that doesn't take a lot of overhead to work because the basic system requirements are really nothing. You just need an Intel or an AMD chip, four gigs of RAM, 16 gigs of storage, and a USB drive. See, I told you, it's like, doesn't require anything. So if you need the steps on how to install it, how to get it, you can find exactly what you need step-by-step step over at our website. That's commando.com, of course. All right, you want to stay right where you are because we have more of your phone calls as well as later on why it's a good idea to wrap your car keys in tinfoil. Yeah, you don't want to miss that here on Kim Commando Today. All right, Tiffany in Bloomington, Illinois, you're up next. Hi, Kim, and I love how you can take information that I normally wouldn't understand and access and make it so that I can understand it and use it, so thank you for that. Oh, my pleasure, and, my pleasure. How can I help you? Well, I'm looking for a gift idea. My brother is a priest, and in his new rectory, it's in a small town, and he cannot get cable television like so he has to stream. We figured out how to stream like Hulu at the rectory. And he absolutely mm-hmm. will never use an iPad when I offer him like an old one I have. But the other day we were putting up Christmas lights and I brought my iPad and I used my iPad to stream Hulu and it caught his attention because he loves like college football and things and we could be mm-hmm. in the kitchen and use it. So my question mm-hmm. is, if he's not going to use the iPad for anything, but streaming, and I do think that he would like this. Can you buy refurbished things? Is is that a good idea? Or what kind of an iPad would I use? Or can you even use a tablet for something like that? I just thought this would be a fun gift versus like more black socks. <laughs> so I wanted your exactly. opinion. <laughs> more. That's so funny. More black socks. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate those. That was really wonderful. Um, <laughs> all right. You got a couple of ways to go. Uh, you can buy a refurbished iPad uh, okay. if you really like the iPad and if you think that's something that maybe you guys would even FaceTime with each other. See, here's the deal is that when you introduce technology to, to some people is that they will have an aversion to it until they actually see it and they start using it. And then once they get on it, they're like, whoa, this is pretty sweet. Okay. This mm-hmm. is great stuff. Mm-hmm. And so if you if you have an iPad – Rather than getting him an Android tablet, uh, that oh. would maybe even I would I would prefer that you got him an iPad just because you two, I think, would have fun communicating with each other back and forth, because he'll learn that he can actually send a text on his iPad, and so you may hear from okay. him more often. Uh, he okay. can with folks in the uh, you know folks in the parish. He may be able to do other things than than if he was stuck on an Android with other people. You know, I'm just saying that. It just gives them more flexibility, especially with your family. So okay. with so when we look at an iPad, if we look at a brand new tablet, it's about 150 bucks. Okay. Okay. Uh, and I'm happy to send you a link to that. But if you're looking for an iPad, that's where we're going to buy one that is probably mm, maybe two years old, two or three years old. 
Okay. And then you can, and then you, it's about the same price, but then you can buy what's called renewed, and you can buy them through Amazon, and they come with a, a they actually come with a ninety day money back guarantee. Now oh. that's one place to buy them. The other place to buy them is at Apple dot com. If you go all okay. the way to the bottom of the screen, it'll you you'll see where it says refurbished. And mm-hmm. then that's where you go into the refurbished store over at apple.com. And I think most of them come with a one-year guarantee. So that's the difference. But I will tell you with technology, most of the time when – if it's going to break, it's normally going to break right when you get it. It's oh. very rare is it, is it going to break, say, six months or ten months it just is like that whole would just power up stage and just in the beginning, with the exception of hard drives, of course, because they were out over time. But if you have a new mm-hmm. piece of tech, traditionally it's going to break when you first get it. But the way that technology is nowadays, it's not like it was years ago when you'd have to, oh, you know, configure drivers and ports and settings. And, you know, now you just open it up and you turn it on and like, bingo, hi, here I am. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to send you a link over at Amazon.com so you can take a look at these. It's an Apple iPad that I'm thinking of. It's Wi-Fi only because that's all he needs. Okay. Uh, it's about 10 inches, 9.7 inches, and it's about 180 bucks. And so I think if you were to get him that tablet and then next time you're there, show him how to do Hulu, but also show him how to do some FaceTime uh, and maybe some other cool things that he might want to tap into, then he'll be like, wow, Tiffany, this is so much better than another pair of black socks. Tiffany, thank you so much for your call. You know, if you have some extra money, some accessories with that tablet, it's always sweet. Maybe you get a protective case, a stylus, a keyboard if the person's going to be using the tablet, going to be typing a lot. And don't forget a portable charger. Yes, if they're going to be using the tablet away from a power outlet, a power charger always comes in handy. All right, true or false, wrapping your car keys in aluminum foil is a great idea. Mm, All right, if you have a fairly recent car, the days of fumbling with your car keys are over. That's because of those key fobs, super handy, remote keyless systems or electronics built into the car. It recognizes these radio signals coming from the fob. So as long as the key fob is just a few yards away from your car, you can use the fob to unlock your car Uh, open the trunk, close the windows, even start the car. Now, that's fabulous, isn't it? It makes our life so much easier. But there is a problem. You see, car thieves are using signal boosters. So even though your keys are in your house, the thieves can remotely unlock your car, start it, and then just totally drive away. So what can you do? You need to block your key fob signal so a signal booster won't work with it. And those signal boosters are just available all over the internet, by the way, and they're not very expensive, just like a couple of hundred bucks. So what you want to do is wrap your car's key fob inside aluminum foil. Or better yet, you can do what I did. You line a small box with foil and then put it where you would normally put your car keys. And since foil is a conductor of electricity, it will block those radio waves and it will just totally stop those car thieves in their tracks. Now, this is a fun fact you can use with your family members and friends because you can say, hey, you know, you should do this. And then they'll be looking at you like you used to look at me like, oh man, I don't know what this woman's talking about. Hey, thanks for listening to Kim Commando today. So reach over and give me a nice five-star review. Yes, thank you. And thanks for listening.